Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast, our podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. I'm Randy Hess, uh, and I'm glad to be with you. Whether you're 65 and older or whether you're 65 and younger, uh, we are so happy to have you with us today. I'm here with Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, and uh, we actually have some exciting things to talk about, um, and we want to get started on that. So uh, I'll just start by mentioning that One of the things that I have heard you talking about, Hal, that is kind of exciting and interesting to me, and I think to our listeners, is the concept of God's grace. You've been talking about that a little bit more in various settings. And um, so I thought it would be worth our time, and I hope you out there will agree that one of the things we as older generation people, if you are in that category, for sure, uh, want to kind of get um, better acquainted with and understand completely is the grace that God has given us and how we can depend on that, how we can be um, assured of that, how we can have peace with our existence and our uh finishing well endeavors. So that's a part of what we want to talk about right now. Good morning, Hal. Well, good morning back to you, Randy. It's great to be with you again, just catching up on life and ministry and how God opens doors every day. Yes, you're right. I do think a lot about grace. I think every Christian should, Uh, whether it's the grace of what we might call natural grace. God gives us a new day. He wakes us up every day. We have health. You know, we went to a memorial service last night for a close friend. And, you know, every day is a gift. But then there is the supernatural grace that comes through God's love for us. And yes, I am enamored with that. I sent an email out uh, just last week to our network on that. I don't know if you, every one of you caught that, but you may want to go back and try and read it. Uh, but I'm happy to engage the subject. It's a marvelous, marvelous subject. So let's go. I agree. So I have some questions, Hal, uh, that I think you can help me with and help all of us with, I, uh, frankly. And that is, I know you pretty well, but I'm, I'm intrigued by your outlook and your attitude about grace. And I just wonder if you see grace related to aging in some way, maybe related to seniors in some way, or both. Is there a way for us to look at grace uh, for sure as we as we age? Well, yes, Randy, I think there is. I want to give you or share with our audience a scripture or two that has really energized my thinking on this. And there's a little history, and that's why you may hear this theme coming out in my voice a little bit more. When we changed the six essentials to the seventh essential, the seventh essential is all about 
heaven and anticipating eternity with Jesus. And there is a verse in Ephesians 2 that has captured my attention. It's in Ephesians 2, verse 7, where Paul says, so that in the ages to come, thinking ahead about eternity, he might show the surpassing grace, riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ. So the Apostle Paul is anticipating eternity and reaping the riches of grace that he could never experience here in eternity. So it is as though there is an immense, an immensity of grace in eternity that we could never experience in this life. I mean, Paul says another place we see through a glass darkly here, Paul says, and John says, grace and truth came through Jesus. So the grace of seeing him, our salvation in this life, But even as we all know, uh, you know, I've trusted Christ at the age of six. Now I'm 73. Uh, You know, I immerse myself in grace more every day than I ever could have understood it at age six. It was impossible then. But now I have lived these years immersing myself in the concept of grace. And it's like getting to know your your wife. You know, I I had a, a good friend who said, When I got married, I thought I knew my wife pretty well. But now that I've been married 50 years, I feel like I'm just beginning to discover who she is. But that's a relational thing. You continue to discover the immensity of what is inside the person you love. So I think about that in Jesus. I mean, how could I understand when I first followed him, the immensity of how his love impacted my life and how his grace was poured out on me. And he comes from eternity and he knows what it's like. And he says, Hal, I can't wait till you get to heaven with me because you're going to discover the the immense riches of grace. So we're all growing in our understanding of the immensity of grace in this life. And you Hmm. can't imagine what it's going to be like Hmm. in eternity ahead of us. Does that make sense? Yep. Boy, it does. Uh, Do you feel then that grace is a you know, a, a, a powerful concept for finishing well. For those of us interested in, 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 you know, in our ministry and those out there that are interested in that idea of finishing well, do we, should we get a handle on or just immerse ourselves in the idea of grace? I, I believe with all my heart, we should. I mean, that's the call of God's grace to us. Uh, two texts that really rivet me with respect to aging. Number one, 2 Peter 3.18. Peter, at the end of his life, is encouraging his readers. He says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Peter has this sense of reflection on him as he writes moved by the Holy Spirit to encourage people to continue to grow in grace. I mean, you understand more and more about how much God loves us. You know, in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul says, for eye is not seen nor ear is heard, that which God has prepared for them. He wrote that text thinking of the Old Testament and how little people understood what the grace of God would mean. It's a surprise coming from the Old Testament concept of law. But here is grace. And then the other thing that intrigues me, Randy, in uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians 12, where Paul talks about his weaknesses. And God's message is to him, my grace is sufficient for you. 
Now, think about that. The, growing older is not necessarily a romanticized ideal that life gets better and better and better right. and better, and you'll never right. have any challenges. Well, it's just the opposite, I'd say. You know, as we age, there is a romanticized side of that, that God has prepared for us something special. But, you know, we have hardships. And God says to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. So as we age and go through the challenges of aging, the immensity of God's grace helping us to deal with those, live with those, cope with them, see his hand involved in our lives for them makes all the more difference in, in with the concept of grace. Does that make sense? It does. And as we so so as we be, as we age and and, and uh, kind of. Uh, soak deeper, so to speak, in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, Maybe I kind of hear in you saying that maturity that we gain helps us appreciate. Uh, we, We thought we grasped certain things, but it really helps us appreciate a fuller understanding, a deeper understanding um, am I? And so, I guess I'm. Uh, if we better understand grace, how do do? Can we better apply it to ourselves or apply it in our in our lives here on earth? Or can we be better with each other? Can we use grace better as we try to finish well with other people here? Can we grow in grace as we age, or do we not grow in grace? Do we better, I mean, (laughs) do we need to understand certain things about grace before we can even use it well in our way of thinking with other people? That's what I'm trying to understand. Well, I love your questions and how, how we think about this together. You know, grace is something which... Uh, through which God makes himself known to me in all that he is. So when I came to Christ as a six-year-old kid and all my decades of growing in Christ, you know, you you begin to realize it's not about you. I mean, it never was about you. I mean, God didn't save you because you were somebody special. He didn't save you because of your gifts that he gave you. He didn't save you for anything other than the immensity of his love, which forgives us our sins. But there's something in our in our lives we want to say, well, I'm I'm fairly important. So we press in those 40s and 50s to discover our our dreams and all this stuff. So you you get into your 70s or 80s or whatever, and if God gives you those kinds of years, you realize, well. Anything that's still to come is really a gift of God's grace to me. I mean, yeah. you realize how little impact in, in one sense you ever have in eternity. But God pours out his love for you. And he says, Hal, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I don't love you because of what you did, because of what you pastored, because yeah. of you know who you are. It's because of my grace that I continue to maintain you and use you. And it makes all the difference in the world. So here I am rationally thinking. Golly, God's grace is new every day, and he pours out his love for me. So if it's not about me, if it's more about his grace, then what does that mean for other people? Why do I still measure other people? 
you know, why do I still judge other people? Why do I still measure myself against other people? So as we age, we're continuing to immerse ourselves in grace and we ought to become more gracious to those around us the more we age, whether it's our kids or grandkids or, you know, fellow church members, our spouses, whatever it is, there's a gentler side that ought to happen in our lives because of the immense grace of God. That, okay, that's what I wondered right there. And I appreciate you helping me with that. So as I age and mature, I mean, if I'm, if I'm leaning into the Lord, hopefully at a, at a deeper level or certainly working to build my relationship with the Lord beyond what I've ever done before, there will probably be an opportunity for me to show grace to somebody because I appreciate it so much. And so if I, I mean, that could be to my family, family member or a neighbor or a friend, uh, but hopefully I've, I've matured and gained a, a better appreciation for grace that I've been given, if I might put it that way. And therefore, I maybe could share a little bit of that with other people. With, <laughs> is that a fair? Is that a fair? Uh, I'm not trying to say I need to perform, Hal. I'm just saying the, the, the feeling that I've got, uh, that I'm so blessed by that. Can, can that overflow in some way and me show grace to other people in a, in, in a more mature and better way or a more uh, significant way? I would say an absolute yes. You know, I think of two biblical characters. Let, let's take Peter, who we, we say was kind of rash and he jumped to conclusions. But here at the end of his life, before his death, he's immersed in the concept of God's grace. And he realizes how gentle Jesus has been with him all those years, going back to his denials the night before Jesus was crucified. Jesus only asked him on the shores of Galilee later on, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Why wouldn't Jesus be harder on him? You know, I would want to be harder on him, but Jesus wasn't. And Peter is learning from Jesus and the immensity of his grace and how he lived and how he failed. And I think another thing about this, Randy, let me bring this in here. You know, the great verses in Ephesians 2, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not of your works, not anything that you could boast about. And on the heel end of that, the heel end of those verses Paul says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus through grace to do good works that he ordained beforehand that we should walk in them. So now in my 70s, the way I live, I'm doing works of grace, which God had created before my salvation for me to experience and do. So what all, all, that I, all my work is out of grace. All my obedience is out of grace. All my energies are out of grace. All my health is out of grace. So it's all of grace. And I realize that more and more. And if he does anything through this uh, podcast today, it's all because of his grace, using words that he's planted in our hearts, our minds. So we continue to live in our, with our wives, with our husbands, with our kids, with our friends, with our neighbors, more gently because we have been touched by the grace of God again and again and again. And we will be until the day we're translated into eternity, where we'll experience that grace more and more than we could ever have imagined. 
That's very convicting. Do you do you are you saying that we should be showing more grace uh, as as we drive down the North Dallas Tollway here in <laughs> Dallas to other people? Why wouldn't we? Why would we continue to get caught up in our own self-centered sense of understanding what the world is when God doesn't do that with us? I mean, mean I just I'm think supposed it's, to let, I'm supposed to let cars in in front of me when they're trying to get ease in. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think you should. And if you don't, in our day of rage on freeways, you, you run a risk. You don't know whether yeah. somebody will yeah. fight back at you or, you know, be careful well, how you blow your horn. Yeah, I'm just talking about the mentality, the mentality that we use day to day as seniors. Uh, can we maybe be a little more at peace and show a little more grace to other people as models as we finish well? I would hope so. I mean, I go back to Psalm 118, verse 24. This is a song. It's a messianic psalm. Uh, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because we have the privilege of living through the grace of God in our lives. We immerse ourselves in who he is. We immerse ourselves in his grace. You know, we see his grace working through us in our relationships. It's not about me convincing somebody else. It's not about me having to raise my voice. It's not about me having to pound the <laughs> pulpit. You know, yeah. it's it's all of grace. So there's a gentler side should come out of this. And you ask yourself the question, what is it that keeps me back to the 1993 movie, Grumpy Old Men? What is it that keeps me from becoming that way as an individual? Well, yeah. it's the grace of God that work in my life, Randy, isn't it? That's the yeah. way it should be for all of us. Yeah. Or there is a high chance we can come become a grumpy old man if we're not even gathering any. What I'm saying is it helps to appreciate what God has done for us. Does, does, doesn't that help us a little bit? Uh, it really does. And, you know, uh, generationally, you know, older people may tend to look down on younger generations coming behind them and say, well, you should have done it our way or whatever. Well, if yeah. you have a concept of grace, you would never do that. You would say God's working in their lives just like he did in mine when I was their age. And I want to work together with the grace of God and love those younger people, you know, who are growing up and leading their families in a different world. But I want to be gracious to them. And of course, that gets into the whole concept of let your words be seasoned with grace. Ephesians 4.29, so that the words you say may be an encouragement to those who hear. I mean, the words that you speak ought to be gracious words. I mean, it shows. It's amazing, isn't it? Powerful. That's powerful, Hal, and and certainly something that uh, an aging believer who wants to finish well could keep in mind constantly. You know how much how much grace I've had, but let's flip it. How much grace am I emitting? Because I appreciate what God's done for me. I'm a sinner, but God's forgiven me and loves me, as you said. And that's powerful if we if we soak it in. You know, Thank I, you, Hal, for you know, for 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 I'm sorry, I cut you off, sir, but thank you for indulging this with me today. It's I I just think it's a powerful um remember thing to remember for all of us. 
I think as I think about the life of Jesus, he came to show us who his father was, to show us his love and to live a gracious life in front of us. And he calls us to do it. I think of the fruit of the spirit for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, gracious, you know, all those kinds of things that exude the life of Jesus with the Holy Spirit conforming me to his image every day. So the more grace I immerse myself in and am aware of, the more Jesus becomes the pronounced person in my life, and I reflect him. And I can't think of a better vision for us as we age that we all ought to keep immersing ourselves in the grace of God. And that's why Peter always says, but keep growing. Paul, in closing his letters, says, I commend you to the grace of God, <laughs> you know, so that we might share his holiness and his righteousness. What a privilege. What a joy. So, Randy, thanks for this subject. Uh, we're glad you're, you're with us today in this podcast. I hope it stirred your thinking about the grace of God and how it intersects with us in our aging process and how God wants to use the concept of grace to deepen and bless our lives and make us a blessing to others. If you have a thought or a word of encouragement, write us at randy at finishingwellministries.org or hal at finishingwellministries.org. Pray for our work. Uh, pass this podcast on. Support us when you can, when you think about our financial needs. And uh, pray for us that we'll continue to be a blessing and an encouragement to the aging section of our population, particularly those who follow Jesus and live every day with an intentional purpose on being the people God wants us to be. Thanks, and may God bless you today. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.